Welcome to the 859 Insider Podcast. I'm your co-host, Noah Ziegler, alongside my good friend and co-host, Adam Conradi. Uh, Adam, before before we get things started, uh, do you want to talk about something? Uh, uh, yeah, sure. Um, do you want to talk about teams that are 1-0 in the NFL and teams that are 0-1 in the NFL? Because I believe... My Washington Commander, this, yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, but we're not talking about the NFL, though. We're talking about high school. But I, I had to get that in and get it out of the way that uh, my beloved Washington Commanders are one and zero, undefeated in Commanders history, on track to never lose a game. Maybe the name James was right, but anyways, uh, welcome to this episode of the podcast. We are at or almost at the halfway point of this year's high school football season, week number five. And we got a lot of good games coming up. We're going to go back and look at some of the games that happened last week and then look at some of the stat leaders and then look at some of the really, really, really intriguing matchups coming up this week. But uh, circling back, Adam, how are you? How are you doing this week? Uh, It it feels like it's been a whirlwind of a week. I don't know if it has been for you, but uh, how are you doing uh, on this great September uh, evening? Uh, I'm doing great. Yeah, Thursday night uh, for us right now. This podcast will be coming out on Friday right before the games to give you a nice look in for and preview for those. Uh, yeah, another great week in high school football. Uh, week four in the books, so we're really getting into the grind the middle of the season. Some people have bye weeks coming up, so some people are going to be coming off rest. It's going to be very interesting. And a couple of big rivalry games coming up tomorrow night. Yeah, it's good. It's going to be so fun. I think this weekend is really when I, 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 I guess I can't say like when the season really starts, because obviously the season really starts uh, week one, but we're getting in sort of the some of the teams have to start putting things together if they want chances for a district title. Uh, I mean, you're seeing some of these big rivalry games happen um, as as we are kind of teasing. But nonetheless, uh, it's going to be a great week of games but uh to go back to last week week four uh let's run through some of those results so to start things off bishop brossert with an 11 to 8 nail biting buzzer beating field goal win over holy cross uh i I think that was a 36 a 37 yard field goal but and adam i commented this in in our in our group chat it looked like i mean brossert's kicker i props to you that looked like a boot and a half. So uh, just props to him for a clutch field goal for the Mustangs to uh, put another one on the board, a, a heartbreaking Ross loss for the Indians, but nonetheless, a, a great defensive battle between those two uh, moving on Cooper 28 Camel County, 26 Adam Cam O'Hara, one of the big stars of this week, but a, a huge win for Cooper. Uh, I, I think, I almost expected this to be a little bit of a, a bigger win for Cooper, but Campbell County hung in there uh, really well. But of course, the story this week is, uh, and as you said, Cam O'Hara, um, what did you see from him? Obviously putting up big numbers. Yeah, he looked absolutely fantastic. I would say this was probably his breakout game for this season as a freshman. Went 18 of 26 for 368 yards through the air, three touchdowns and an interception. And he, uh, split those three touchdowns out to three different receivers. Uh, Austin Alexander, sophomore tight end slash defensive end, uh, also had a great game. Eight catches for 144 yards and a touchdown and a sack. And on Campbell County's side, uh, Aiden Bowens, uh, their senior running back, had a great game. Two catches for 102 yards and two touchdowns. So two scores on both of those. And then four carries for 36 yards for him. 
yeah, Cooper, just a, a big win, but uh, Campbell County uh, haven't won since their opening weekend or opening day win over NCC, but uh, they, again, they definitely hung in there. And as you said, just it, it O'Hara, just uh, absolute crazy numbers there. Ryle defeated Davies County 23 to seven. I think that was just one of the games. A lot of people had circled uh, for the Raiders just to kind of see, you know, a good litmus test to see how they were going to do against a pretty formidable opponent coming in. Uh, I believe Davies County or they came in two and one. Uh, they had a 10 point loss to Owensboro who actually had a, a, a big upset loss this past weekend. They lost to Owensboro Catholic. Uh, there are rivals, but um, Davies County falling to Ryle 23 to seven Raiders quarterback, Logan V racks putting 102 yards in the air. He did throw three interceptions uh, and one touchdown, but he added a buck 43 on 19 rushing attempts. Uh, Lucas Colmeyer with the touchdown, Luke Zimmerman with the touchdown as well. Uh, Caden Gardner getting the lone uh, receiving touchdown. The Raiders got it done, and uh, that's that's all you need to do. All you need to do is get it done. Uh, next, Lloyd defeating Boone County, thirty-six to fifteen. I, I, I happy for the juggernauts because they've had a couple of really tough losses. But uh, Adam, I mean, this was a big game for Lloyd to get back to five hundred. Boone County also a really good team. They were going into that game two and one. Uh, but the juggernauts, that's a huge win for them, especially as they kind of you know look at forward at their schedule with a lot of winnable games ahead. Yeah, they've got Bishop Brossard coming up at home next week. They have three straight home games after this, actually, against Brossard, Montgomery County, and Newport. So if they can win two out of three of those or three out of three, they can be looking at five and two going into week eight against uh, at Beachwood. And also, there are two losses this season. We quickly forget they're both by one point, one point to Providence, Indiana, and one point to Dixie. So it's a very, very good Lloyd team that their record, it doesn't really show it yet, but I think it will reflect by the end of the season. Definitely. And I, I, I'm looking it up now. Providence, the Pioneers, they are 3-0. and uh, They defeated Bethlehem out of Kentucky, 48-36, then Lloyd, and then Clarksville, which I believe is out of Indiana. But they're undefeated, and obviously Dixie is a way bigger school than Lloyd. So, again, as you said, those two losses, quality loss, Quality loss. Isaiah Sebastian, 100% on the, on the day. He went 5 of 5 for 72 yards and a touchdown. And, of course, we have to mention running back Caden Zalager, 236 yards on 16 carries and one touchdown. Uh, he Video game numbers. Exactly. It's it, He is he, he's insane. It's, it's just a, a great player and uh, really excited to see what he can do. Um, he's a senior, so it's his la- la- last dance, and he's definitely uh, he's definitely dancing pretty well. Uh, Connor, a big squeak, squeaked out a win over uh, Scott, twenty-one to twenty. Uh, you know, pulling a great game there in Hebron. Um, David Kurtz for the Cougars getting one hundred and one yards on the ground and one touchdown, while Brendan Kaylee ninety-four yards on the ground and two touchdowns. Uh, at, you know, Connor, that was their first one of the year. They absolutely needed that after a couple of tough losses, but Scott, um, just couldn't get it done. Dasani lane, their quarterback 13 of 20, 117, 117 yards, one touchdown, one interception. Uh, he added, uh, he added 51 yards on the ground and a score there as well. Uh, but for the Eagles, that's again, a tough loss, but Connor, they are finally in the win column after a trio of losses to start the season. 
another close or another close game and another great one. Holmes defeating Newport 32 to 28. Um, and I just I just want to say I know I think Holmes has established themselves as kind of very, very, very consistent. But after last season and kind of the circumstances around Newport this year, hats off to the to the Wildcats for coming out and just having a great start to the season. I don't think anybody uh, or many people really would have had them 500 uh, through four weeks, but they are two and two. They and quite frankly, Holmes, it, they lost by four to Holmes. That's that's a pretty pretty good result again losing 32 to 28 um we'd love to tell you their stats but unfortunately we cannot find them uh i say them as in for uh newport and i i then holmes is the same way for that game but they at least have their first three games in so i have a little bit of a barometer for them but uh again holmes 32 newport 28 uh next estill county defeating dayton 21 to 8 green devils uh falling there they are now uh, two and two, uh, they lost the Robbie Wiseman Memorial Classic. Uh, they will take on and host Sayer this upcoming week. Uh, so shout out to Chad Pennington who makes the trip to uh, to the to Dayton, Kentucky. Uh, a big a big result here. I think this was just one of the games a lot of people again had circled because of uh, you know the the offensive firepower Simon Ken came in with, but Beachwood getting it done against the Pioneers, winning thirty to seven. I, I think it's safe to say Beachwood is pretty good. That was definitely their biggest test so far this year. But Cash Harney, 9 of 11, 46 yards. So didn't really do too terribly much uh, in the air. Uh, but Mitchell Berger, of course, two touchdowns. Landon Naylor, two touchdowns. Uh, I mean, Beachwood's, Beachwood's, you know, pretty dang good. So um, obviously for Simon Kenton, a disappointing loss. Uh, that is their second consecutive loss after starting the season 2-0. And uh, they they didn't have Chase Crone, so we give them credit or not credit, but um, you know some valid excuse there. They're on their second quarterback, uh, Tucker Ober, who went fifty uh, percent, nine of eighteen, one touchdown, two interceptions, uh, but he did add ninety two yards on the ground. So um, Pioneers kind of waiting to see what happens with Chase Crone there. But Adam, uh, a, a big win for the Tigers as they get ready for another big game this upcoming week. But what'd you see from, uh, from, I, I, again, I, I don't, I don't mean to discredit the teams they've played before them, Fairdale, Paintsville and Somerset, but, uh, Simon Kenton was definitely their biggest test so far. So what do you, what did you see from the Tigers as sort of a, a really good kind of preview for this upcoming week? Yeah. Beachwood's defense, as we talked about in the preseason, that they're just very, very impressive. They have outscored opponents through four games 159 to 14 and both of those touchdowns coming late in the game uh versus Paintsville and versus, versus Simon Kenton uh and Beachwood has a huge test coming up this weekend uh at Cuff Calf at seven o'clock on Friday night so that is an absolutely huge one coming up tomorrow night yeah we're, we're definitely going to talk about that a little more uh in a second but I mean, again, a good way for Beachwood to kind of figure figure if they needed to figure anything out, really, but um, get some things squared away before uh, taking on a big rival in Cuffcath. But speaking of Cuffcath, they defeated Dixie Heights 47 to 14. Uh, quarterback Evan Pitzer, he went down with an injury early, but uh, in came the backup slash original starter slash nobody really knows who's QB one anymore at uh, in Park Hills, but Zachary Roberts, 12 of 14, 170 and yeah, 179 yards, four touchdowns. 
I mean, Pitzer was four of six, 44 yards and a touchdown before um, he went down. So it it sounds like it, it sounds like Cove Cats offense is humming and uh, Owen lean adding two touchdowns on the ground as well. Just a commanding win. And also got to give a shout out to Willie Rodriguez. who's mm-hmm. getting a lot of interest. Uh, I saw, I saw he's just getting a, a bunch of interest from a bunch of big schools. Uh, you know, <laughs> obviously with a player like Willie Rodriguez, when you go to the same school as Michael Mayer, you're going to get comparisons. So um, really cool to see Rodriguez starting to, uh, Get, get some of that attention, obviously, Rodriguez, uh, the junior. So we're going to be able to see him for another year after this. But um, yeah. nonetheless, that's that's going to be uh, really interesting to see that matchup. Uh, you know, a highly or it seems to be a, a big prospect going up against big prospect this upcoming week. But we'll, again, we'll talk about that in a second. Um, McGoffin County beating Bellevue 65-20. Bellevue, again, still winless on the year. Uh, Paris beat Ludlow 42-8. to and Carroll County beat Grant County 49 to 12. Uh Gallatin County also fell. They the Wildcats remain winless. They lost to Miami Valley Christian Academy out of Ohio 36 to 18. Um so far not very good for the uh, Wildcats, but their running back Tyler Raggio 122 yards, two touchdowns. Um but again, the Wildcats look to uh, get back, add a win to the, add a win to the, or I guess add a win to the win column. Cause you know, what else would you add? But they face Bellevue coming up. So someone's, something's going to have to give. So we'll see what happens with the uh, Wildcats and the Tigers, but we'll talk about it in a second. Um, Adam, we talked about Cam O'Hara a little bit, but, uh, who are some other big stats, uh, stat, I guess, who are some other players that have had big games this past week and at this season, are some of the stat leaders in the 859. Uh, yeah, as you mentioned, Cam O'Hara with a huge uh, breakout game, the freshman quarterback, and uh, Caden Zulager, Lloyd, Lloyd's uh, senior running back. Also, Demetric Welsh uh, from Newcalf, a junior running back, had 10 carries for 149 yards and three touchdowns and a 40-21 to 21 win over Walton Verona this past week. Uh, to go through some of the stat leaders from around Northern Kentucky, we're going to start with passing yards, as always. Uh, Brody Benke is on top of Northern Kentucky with 787 passing yards through four games on 67 of 110 passing. Right behind him, a new second-place uh, leader in Northern Kentucky is Cam O'Hara from Cooper with 749 yards. After that is uh, Logan Virax from uh, Ryle with 661 Jamarian Hawker from Boone County with 645. Cash Harney from Beachwood with 469. Uh, Colton Smith from Newcastle with 464. And Nathan Smith from Campbell County with 460. Uh, for passing touchdown leaders, we have a four-way tie for first between uh, Cash Harney from Beachwood, Brody Banky from Highlands, Cam O'Hara from Cooper, and Dazani Lane from Scott, all with six passing touchdowns apiece. Uh, Chase Crone from Simon Kenton, still with five touchdowns with only three games played. Uh, Moving on to rushing yards, uh, Landon Hopper is still number one in Northern Kentucky with 722 yards on 73 carries. Uh, Not too far behind him is uh, Mitchell Berger from Beachwood with 621 yards on 66 attempts. Uh, Benny Hill from Scott with 550. Armani Gregg from Dixie with 494. Curtis Hill from Holmes with 470. Caden Zulager from Lloyd with 465, and Demetric Welsh from Newcastle with 440. 
for the rushing touchdown leaders, Mitchell Berger is, sits alone at number one with 11 touchdowns through four games. Landon Hopper in second from Dayton with 10. Curtez Hill from Holmes uh, with six through only three games played with stats provided. Uh, then Nathan Smith from Campbell County, Demetric Welsh from Newcath, Eli White from Cooper, Caden Zulager from Lloyd, and Amari Riley from Lloyd, all have five touch rushing touchdowns apiece. Uh, moving on to receiving yards, Caden Gardner has a 100-yard lead on everybody else in Northern Kentucky <laughs> right now with 375 yards on 26 receptions. Uh, Charlie Noon comes in at second with 275 yards on 24 receptions, followed by Isaiah Johnson from Cooper with 259, Chase Williams from Simon Kenton with 251, Austin Alexander from Cooper with 218, Tyler Whipple from Boone County with 205, and Willie Rodriguez from Covcalf with 204. Uh, receiving touchdown leaders, there's a four-way tie for first, uh, all at four touchdowns, Caden Gardner from Ryle. Willie Rodriguez from Cuffcath, Chase Williams from Simon Kenton, and Dylan Giffen from uh, Scott. Also, Austin Alexander in a solo second with three receiving touchdowns. Uh, we have an updated sack leaders. Xavier Campbell from Beachwood leads by two sacks with six and a half through four games. Yeah. Pretty good Luke numbers. Zim yeah, very much so. Uh, Luke Zimmerman from Ryle uh, in solo second place with four and a half followed by Ethan Noonchester from Bellevue and Dylan Smith from Ryle with four sacks apiece. Uh, Austin Schlater from Bishop Rossert with three and a half, followed by Austin Alexander from Coopers, Stephon Will Wills from Holy Cross, Josh Bowling from Simon Kenton, and James Long from Bellevue, all with three sacks apiece. And then Josh Flood rounds out the top 10 with two and a half sacks. Mm. And so I, I that update. So I, I just I thought of this as you're reading this off um, as we approach the midway point, And I think I think they've cut it from five to three. But if you had an eight, five, nine Heisman and you had to put three people on the watch list where you, you got to invite them to Covington for the Heisman ceremony, who would you take so far? Because I, I think I have my answer, but I think Ooh. I would go I would go Caden Zulager. I think he's earned it. Um Mitchell Berger, obviously, you, you got to have Mitchell Berger in there, I think. Um, and then Caden Gardner. I think those three players um, are the ones that are just kind of, I, I don't know. I think they've earned it earned it so far, but I don't know. May, maybe instead of Zulager, you got to give it to Landon Hopper solely because he's just the stats. But um, I don't know, Adam. I'm curious to hear your thoughts on that. Yeah, I like all those options. I would also like to throw in Charlie Noon from Highlands. Uh, he's had a he does it all receiving yards and uh, rushing yards. He plays a very, very interesting role in that offense. And he's a key part. Uh, and also Willie Rodriguez, as we mentioned from Covcalf, he had three catches for 90 something yards and three touchdowns this past week. If you're doing that scoring, every time you touch the ball, you're clearly a very special player and Covcalf's a mm -hmm. very, very good team as well. So as we've mentioned this upcoming week, we've got a lot of big games in the 859, uh, starting off Walton Verona taking on Boone County. This is going to be a good game, I think, because Walton Verona, uh, a disappointing loss to NCC last week. They fell 40 to 21. Um, I, oh, I think we missed that actually talking about that or maybe. Uh, yes, actually, I think we did. So NCC beat Walton Verona 40 to 21, um, putting the Bearcats on a two game losing streak now. Or excuse me, that was their first loss of the year. And uh, obviously, they're going to want to get back to winning ways, but they have to travel to Florence to take on Boone County. Um, Adam, I think that's a, a good test for both teams to kind of really get back to winning ways. But uh, what do you think about that one? 
Uh, yeah, this is going to be an interesting game. They have one common opponent from this year. They both defeated Scott. Uh, Walton Verona beat them 31 to 14 in week one, and Boone County defeated Scott 14 to 13 in week two. So, game is at Boone County. Uh, two and two. Boone County's coming off two tough losses. This one's a toss up in my mind. Mm-hmm. It, I think, yeah, I think you pick out of a hat. You're, you know, it's a good bet. It's definitely uh if I was a gambling man, it'd be I'd, I'd pick that as a pick or have that as a pick them. But uh, no gambling here, especially uh, in, in this area. Um, Connor taking on Camel County, the Cougars making the trip out uh, a couple, you know, crossing a couple counties again, just a, a big way for the Cougars to maybe capitalize or extend their win streak. But uh, Camel County the home team uh they're gonna look back to look to kind of get that bad taste of losing a close game uh as they obviously as we talked about fell to the jags of cooper um newport will go across the river and take on cincinnati college prep uh and then the big one i think this week uh is we've said you know if college game day was going somewhere it's in fort mitchell or excuse me in park hills Beachwood taking on Cuffcath. Adam, what are the storylines there? Obviously a big rivalry. Um, classic red versus blue matchup, but um, what are your thoughts on this one? Yeah, uh, always a very, very exciting game each year. This year it's at Cuffcath. As as we know, Beachwood won last year, and I'm sure Cuffcath wants to change that uh, with a home game this year. Uh, freshman quarterback for Beachwood. He's had a great start to the year, and – Mitchell Berger, I mean, if if you get Mitchell Berger running the ball as he has been, it's going to be tough to stop Beachwood's offense. Uh, I'm, I'm interested to see who Cuffcath starts at quarterback this week. Uh, as you said, Evan Pitzer went down this past week, but then Zach Roberts, who originally started the season and got hurt, came in and had, threw for four touchdowns. So that that's a little bit up in the air. That'll be maybe a game-time decision. Ah. Uh, mm-hmm. But, yeah, I mean, Beachwood has the longest winning streak of any team in the state of Kentucky right now with, I believe, what is it, 27? Something around that. Something like that. I think it's, yeah, yeah. 27. So, I mean, I I just don't see that ending right now. I know this is a tough rivalry game, but I got to ride with Beachwood. But I think this one's going to be much, much closer than people expect. Yeah, I agree. I, I could totally see this being just like a – this might be one of the uh, – it might be another 7-6 game, which Cuffcath has experience winning, which might help them. But uh, they it, – it, yeah, I could see this being a game, and I do agree with you. Part of me really – I don't know. Part of me wants to pick Cuffcath because it's at it's at their place. You know their student section is going to be rocking. You know oh, that – Exactly. You know they would love to be the ones to end that winning streak. But there's a reason why Beach was on that winning streak. And they, I mean, the, the the best player on the field as of right now is Antonio Robinson, who could, it, I mean, he's he's obviously just such a major factor whenever you have the game plan for, uh, I mean, passing or running. So I'm really interested to see how they utilize him. Do they do they try to move him around a little bit to make sure that Willie Rodriguez is always covered? Or do they kind of keep, I'm interested to see the defensive schemes. Just uh, this is going to be such a great game. I could I could see this being like a 14, 10, 14 to seven, uh, maybe even both teams scoring single digits, 10, seven. Uh, but it's going to be a classic one. That one kicks off at seven o'clock. And again, like you said, who's going to be the starting quarterback for the Colonels? We don't really know. 
next, Sayer taking on Dayton, uh, a chance for the Green Devils to get back to winning ways. But of course, the uh, Chad Pennington-led Sayer Spartans. They um, they might they. It's going to be a tough one for Dayton. Next, uh, a big one in Warsaw on the river. Uh, just a massive game between Bellevue and Gallatin County. Um, I say massive because, as I said earlier, something's got to give. Both teams winless. I believe Bellevue's 0-4 and Gallatin's 0-3. Um, just a, 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 it could very well. I, I don't. I don't mean to say this in a disrespectful way, but it could very well be the either team's best shot at winning a game this year. So. It's just going to be contentious because of that fact. Both teams are going to be desperate to get in the win column. But um, again, a big game down in Warsaw. Next is NCC versus Holy Cross, uh, a game that NCC probably should win as the Thoroughbreds are riding a three-game win streak and Holy Cross is on a three-game losing streak. But um, a a good chance maybe Holy Cross to steal something at home. But um, I, I think NCC probably should uh, have no issues with that. Uh, Bishop Brossert coming to Erlanger. They'll face Lloyd. Um, again, a, a game where Brossert um, going to have to. I feel like this is a game where you would have to say Brossert needs to score a lot in order to stay in it. Because Lloyd, again, as we said earlier, they're they're looking good this year. But Brossert's biggest. I mean, outside of the game against Bellevue, um, I, I mean, and against against Dayton. Um, I mean, Brosser put up 11 points or eight points on offense, just three via the field goal. Um, but uh, it, we'll, we'll see what happens. But I, I would think Lloyd is probably going to win that game. Um, a chance for the juggernauts to put two consecutive wins together for the first time this year. Uh, Carroll County coming up to Northern Kentucky, um, or I guess more Northern Kentucky than Carroll County is. Uh, than, and they face Ludlow. Um, again, just a, a, a big game, uh, both teams, the Panthers. So. Interesting there, the Panthers' uh, rivalry. But Ludlow lost their first game last week against Paris. Uh, Carroll County won their first game last week against Grant County. Um, They've had a couple of of tight games, but uh, Carroll County looking to uh, make it two wins on the year. Uh, Another big big game, uh, Highlands coming to Union. They'll face Ryle. That game kicks off at 730. Uh, That's going to be, I mean, I think that's going to be a, Really, really good game. Uh, Ryle, obviously, it just, you know, they know how to defend their home field. They've had three, or they will have three consecutive home games uh, once they face Highlands tomorrow. But uh, Adam, what do, you, what do you think about that one? Because that's, I, I think that's a huge test. Um, and I think, at, at, I think it's a huge test for Ryle because I think Highlands might be putting the Raiders on upset watch a little bit. I think that's a game where you're thinking, all right, you know, when our rankings come out tomorrow and we're not going to spoil anything, but that would technically be an upset. So uh, Adam, what do you see in this game against uh, between the Bluebirds and the Raiders? Yeah, this should be a, this should be a good one in Ryle or at in a uh, union. Uh, Logan V-Rax had a tough game last week, three interceptions, but he ran for over a hundred yards on the ground and Ryle still got a big win over Davies County. So that shows that Ryle can win ugly and win when they're playing well. And Caden Gardner is just an absolutely elite athlete and receiver, as we mentioned earlier in the podcast. Uh, I think this is going to be a higher scoring game than we expect. Uh, Ryle's defense, the most they've given up so far this year is 27 points to Lexington Catholic. The last three weeks, they've given up seven, 10, and seven. So I think Highland's going to, Put a little bit of a scare into Ryle's defense, but I, I think 
Ryle is just the better overall team in this one. And I'm going to have to go with the Raiders, especially at home. Yeah, that's it. it I would agree. I think I would pick Ryle, um, but I, I think it's definitely not out of the realm of possibility for Brody Benke and the Bluebirds to come in and get a win. But as you said, if you're able to win ugly, that is a very telling mm-hmm. sign of your team. And if uh, Ryle has proven that time and time again. Uh, Grant County will face Scott, uh, a chance for either team to kind of get back to a normal fashion and try to get back to winning ways. Uh, Nicholas County also going to face Pendleton County. So uh, a chance for the Wildcats to get their first win on the season. But Nicholas County coming in at 4-0, that might be a tough test for the Wildcats. That'll do it for this week's episode of the 859 Insider Podcast. Uh, we got a lot of good games coming up. Um, you know, Beachwood Cuffcat. I, I I hate to say things like this. I always say that, and then I always say these types of things. But nonetheless, um, I, I the game of the year label is given to a, a few games, and Beachwood Cuffcat is always going to be at that uh, in that echelon. So a huge game happening in Park Hills tomorrow. Make it out to that game. Make it out to all the games that you can go to uh, support your high school. But again, for Adam Conradi, I'm Noah Ziegler. Enjoy the weekend, and we will see you soon.